how a proposed secrecy law would recast yep. journalism as spying. Dick jokes to um, dick jokes to laws being debated in the House of Commons. Yeah, isn't isn't that dick jokes to to looming totalitarianism? Isn't that great? Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, this is uh, Danny sent me an article in the week. It's a Guardian article, um, apparently written by Duncan Campbell and Duncan Campbell. I'm not sure quite how he wrote this one twice, but he's he's managed it. Yeah. Um, it's titled "How a Proposed Secrecy Law Would Recast Journalism as Spying." In case you couldn't tell from what Danny said. Um, yeah, if you're not up to date with this, I can't blame you. Uh, politics is nebulous, dull, and confusing. It's not worth keeping up with the minutia of every day, but this is important. Um, the Home Office uh, plans to remove um, the public interest defence for whistleblowing and could put reporters in jail. So what that essentially means is if a reporter goes to, um, I don't know, the Lord Mayor of London's office and discovers that uh, all day, every day, the Lord Mayor likes to go to Battersea Cat's home, get a cat, and then kick it out of a window. Um, and then he decides to blow the whistle on that activity, and he's like, look, the Lord Mayor's doing this. Uh, under this new proposed law, uh, they could say, well, no, that's whistleblowing. You're doing damage to the government. Let's yeah. put you into jail. Yeah. Which is fucked. Yeah, very much so. It's, it's, a, it's a not-so-subtle attempt to essentially try and remove accountability from the absolute shit-wielding shiksters in our mm-hmm. in our government, you know. And I think that this was really brought on because of uh, what happened with Matt Hancock. Um, that is literally just what Darius put in the chat. Yeah, I think you oh, might be right. Well, yeah, I think, I think you know, it's becoming more and more clear that the Conservative government, in my humble opinion, is a rotting, festering sore <laughs> that... <laughs> That continuously um, just has no regard for people's lives or the law, and just keeps mm-hmm. getting caught with her with her fingers in the till. So you know, what 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 wouldn't you do but try and you know make <laughs> criticizing us illegal? Indeed. It's like it's Indeed. really weird. Like jail wasn't there? Isn't it like jail sentences up to like fourteen years if they embarrass? Um, I I've I uh, maybe I. <laughs> I, I this saw that. Font that the, the, they write this article in is difficult to like scan um yeah it's um it's really not great one of my favorite quotes from this article is journalism could create far more serious damage than a spy good wow if it could good yeah it should be able to do that because if you are in a situation where you think wow i'm sitting on some explosive news that could do damage to politicians yeah Good. You should be able to share that. I would like to know the bad things my politicians have been doing, because if you don't, then what's the point in electing them? Absolutely. Um, I hope I hope that this is obvious to most people, that this is really how totalitarian states begin to form, like just a complete and utter disdain for the for the journalistic press. You know, um, it's it's. I, I'm tempted to go into the the the, the realms of of fascism, because do you know what? Do you know what? It's funny I say that. Wait two seconds. Uh, just... I feel like Danny's about to come back with like a manifesto or something. That's the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> I'm holding a book here. Ooh! By it is what it is a manifesto. You're right. By Umberto Eco. Okay. And it's called um. How to Spot a Fascist. Uh, And Umberto Eco had 14 particular points when it comes to spotting um, fascism or seeing fascism 
form in in a country, you know. And uh, they're, they're, they're pretty good, but they're not actually in the book, so I'm going to just search them. <laughs> Umberto Echo, 14 points. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, uh, The Cult of Tradition. That's the first point. There's a there's a sort of I would say that there definitely is a cult of tradition in the Conservative Party. You know, you've got mm-hmm. like Jacob Rees Mogg with his uh, 19... Minister for the eighteenth century. Yeah, yes. absolutely. You know, um, the rejection of rationalism. Ho oh, ho, that's <laughs> that's a fucking big one. With with you know the economy yeah. reopening and letting the bodies yeah, pile also, high. Um, um, yeah, the um, what's the yeah maybe maybe Boris maybe we should like a. Uh, you know, there's a pandemic. Maybe we should encourage people to wash their hands, wear masks, all that sort of stuff. No, no, let's reopen it. No, Fuck it. No, it's all good. Get you know, most most uh, medical people are telling uh, the government not to reopen, but Boris, you know, in his infinite wisdom, seems to seems to know it's best for yeah. himself and, just as and a, his rich As a brief buddies. interruption, yeah, just as a brief interruption, it goes without saying, but if you do not want to go without a mask or go without social distancing or whatever just carry on i know i for one am carrying on wearing masks yeah i'm carrying on social distancing because it's not like the pandemic ended at the stroke of midnight Absolutely. a couple of weeks ago do you know what i mean it's not like... there are still people dying yeah do you know what i mean definitely it's not like the the, the covid disease is dispelled immediately at midnight like some sort of fucking harry mm. potter mm. book you know um uh the cult of action distrust of intellectualism you know, I think it was Michael well, I, Gove yeah. who popularly coined the phrase "the British people are tired of experts." Um, oh, oh, what? <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. they are tired of experts. Um, so you know, I think I think that that's pretty um, pretty uh, out there. Uh, the rejection of analytical criticism. I mean, all you have to do is look at the essentially any right wing politics. A lot of it because. It's it's a lot of sort of left wing politics. It, it literally puts it at the centre. It's like, oh well, you know, we've paid these scientists to figure out what the best way to do this thing would be. So let's do it that way because it appears to actually be the best way. Yeah. Um, things like UBI that have been tested uncountable number of times in sort of northern Europe, um, and have worked brilliantly every time. And so a lot of left wing policies like that are okay. Well, these scientists have done a million studies and have found it's actually really good for everybody. Um, so should we should we get involved? Do you think? Absolutely. Um, the appeal against the intruders, which I guess is a sort um. of reference to, you know, the the sort of rampant um, xenophobia when it comes to lit immigration and stuff like that. I mean, that was the whole mm. sort of catalyst for the for the the Brexit movement. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the appeal to frustrated slash fearful middle class. Um, I don't recognise that yeah, one as I, much, but it's. I kind of do, to be honest with you. It's um, this is yeah. Like I, I grew up in a sort of relatively middle class household, sort of lower middle class, and so I sort of, I I I remember sort of seeing conservatism, well conservatism, the conservative government sort of start to gain power and gain thor- gain authority by. Uh, appealing to sort of to to my parents and to households of people that I knew by sort of saying these talking points that 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 sort of people who were economically slightly well off were sort of like yeah okay that does make sense I can get behind that yeah okay I understand that do you know what I mean it's it's not as pronounced as 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 you know the day after the Brexit vote everybody was like well go home do you know what I mean it's not yeah. as pronounced as that but it's definitely out there absolutely um what else uh 
just two seconds, it's went off. Um, the obsession with a plot against the people. Um, I suppose I don't. I'm not sure if I quite get that. Yeah, one. I don't see. I don't see that as much. But it's you know it's important to sort of keep an eye out for these things. I mean, or is it maybe is that kind of a kind of a, a perversion of the um the they're all coming here and taking our jobs well um, yeah thing. i mean that uh, that's a plot against the people absolutely. and oh they're telling you to wear masks don't don't wa- don't wash your hands don't wear masks yeah exactly that, do you know what i mean you know there's a rampant conspiracism that's come with covid that there's some you know nefarious sort of backhanded dealings with with the virus as if it's just not a, a, a an actual you know health problem um the i remember um sorry this is a bit of a light-hearted interlude but um, I remember just at the start of the pandemic, I was I would call my granddad. Um, I, I still do call my granddad. But at the start of the pandemic, I was sort of talking to him about it, and he said, um, "Yeah, do you know where it's come from? This pandemic, Lou." And I went, um, "I it's 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 come from China, isn't it? It's spread from somewhere in China." And um, he said, "Yeah. Well, I've been talking to me mates at the pub, and they think it's either come from China or it's come from UFOs." <laughs> okay, granddad. Perfect. <laughs> um. The building up and tearing down of national enemies. Um, I mean, all you have to really do is look at the influence that people like Tommy Robinson have had on the on on certain groups of people in this country. You know, you've you've had EDL marches and and you know people like Katie Hopkins and 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 like, Oof, up, like just yeah. just these just these sort of previous media people that have now just shifted completely to to the you know the right wing of politics and constantly are talking about you know Katie Hopkins referred to immigrants as cockroaches and mm. you, just just utter despicable sort of rhetoric that that comes with these people and it's like you know Tommy Robinson was like part of like UKIP you know yeah. like it was like an actual established political party in this country like a man of that just just that a man that vile and disgusting um this is um this is a bit of a tangent are you aware of what's happened with katie hopkins in australia oh but that she was awarded a uh an award that called her a cunt or something uh no but that is brilliant um <laughs> she was on celebrity big brother in australia or she was slated to be on celebrity big brother in australia yeah and um because in australia they've i don't want to say they've eradicated covid because i don't think that's quite accurate but because it's a big island they can essentially say Okay, you cannot come into the country if you aren't willing to just stay in a hotel for two weeks. Yeah. Um, and th- which is, I think, is what New Zealand have done and Australia have sort of followed suit. Um, so Katie Hopkins was flying over there to participate in Big, Big Brother um, and sort of was like, yeah, I'm not going to stay in the hotel. Like she was sort of saying this to people like uh, on the way and talking to her, talking to people as she, as she could. Like, yeah, I'm not going to stay in the hotel. I'm not going to wear a mask. I don't really think it's real and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, all this, all this right-wing conspiracy nut job type stuff. And... Um, yeah, then they were like, okay, bye then. And the Australian government just kicked her out and sent her back to England. That is fantastic. Because um, it's, 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 it's so rare. Because she's rich and white, she will not see um, sort of consequences for a lot of her despicably racist and offensive things that she does. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see her get a comeuppance every now and then. Yeah, definitely. Because um, I, I, mentioned, I mentioned the video where it was like, I think... It was someone from like, Australia or New Zealand that had like pretended to like, be this organisation of like-minded people, and she was invited as the guest of honour and was given this award, and it like, mm, the, mm. the the um, abbreviation spelled uh, cunt, and she's... yeah, it was 
Yeah. Yeah, she spent like an hour saying these absolutely disgusting things and they were all caught on camera and like posted and like she was made to look like an absolute idiot, so because it was like the council of uniquely nationalistic something or other or like like the initials spelled cunt and then they would like they presented the award to her and the slide changed behind it. that's right so it was like cunt but like it was all the all the first letters of all the words were sort of big and bold and like they had little tiny sort of uh, the rest of the word underneath so there's this picture of katie hopkins in front of a sign that says cunt which is always lovely absolutely um Number nine, uh, the principle of permanent struggle. Um, I guess mm. I, I don't really I don't really see that as much. You know, it's like because it's still in the it, it, I would say it's definitely in the early stages. You know, but there is a sort of there, there's you know, I mean, Umberto Eco. There's echoes of fascism in in this country and yeah. the way mm. that our government sort of works. Uh, mass elitism, nationality is the ultimate privilege. Nice. I mean, all you have to do is look at the. Yeah the propaganda that we were looking at um last time with the the one britain one nation song that mm-hmm. they're teaching to kids you know the department of um education was trying to so i put uh the cult of heroic death i don't see that as much to be honest i certainly see that that's one of the things that i absolutely loathe um is soldiers um a lot of the time you'll see um like in in, in, in in political speeches and, and stuff like that, and especially leading up to things like Remembrance Day, you see politicians being like, and of course, thank you to the troops, and it, they sort of it's almost like a, a compulsion that they have to say the troops every now every like sort of ten seconds or something. It's it's really ludicrous. It, yeah. Like um, the one that got me was um, do you remember Colin Thackeray? And uh, no, he was a soldier who went on britain's got talent as an old man he was a i I don't i'm not going to pretend i understand the ins and outs of like the military pension system but there's this organization called the chelsea pensioners where essentially if you are a soldier you can go and live in this sort of shared accommodation and uh you get access to sort of certain utilities and stuff and you live there and they they get like a special uniform that they wear at like military parades yeah and um he came on to britain's got talent with his chelsea pensioners uniform and he sang sort of 40s songs um, things like "We'll Meet Again" by Vera Lynn, and um, oh, I see things like that. And he that was, and he won um, that year. And I remember being completely like be- thinking it was bizarre because he was. I mean, he was an okay singer. He wasn't amazing. He wasn't terrible. I'm certainly not better than him. Yeah. But like, I remember thinking he's won because he's old enough and he's singing songs from the 40s and people are thinking about oh battle of britain and and oh we love winston churchill and this is yeah. this brilliant sort of nationalism that we're all banding together with the blitz spirit and we're all going yeah, through brexit that. together and it's and that was i sort of felt like that was the reason he won sort of thing which was um deeply fucked and really annoyed me i remember looking it up at the time um i forget who it was that said but um someone said to us oh yeah he fought for your country um, when I was sort of expressed displeasure about uh, Colin Thackeray having won, and somebody said, "Well, he fought for your country," so I looked it up. He was in the Korean War, um, yeah. which I think was actually a war we lost. So yeah. <laughs> is that so? Not only, so okay. Well, he was out there doing stuff, but was it worth it? No, it wasn't worth it. It was a war that not only did we lose it. If anything, the fact that we lost it made the entire situation much worse. Yeah. So if we'd have just never been there, no, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. That's that's the cult of heroism, heroism that I see. 
of um heroic obviously colin thackeray still knocking about but like you do see it a lot with um memorializing soldiers from d-day and stuff like every single d-day they get somebody on bbc news that's either one of the last guys from d-day or it's oh my granddad was there on d-day and this is his service revolver and etc yeah. etc et and it, i mean there are yeah it really frustrates me there are absolutely wars that are like completely justified like i think like fighting the nazis was absolutely necessary you know but it's just the sort of it's just this sort of cult that comes with it like as if like it's it's if we could avoid war all together you know and just make sure that war doesn't happen that's probably better than like you know yeah i couldn't agree more bolstering it every every opportunity Mm. we get you know i think it's it's, um yeah at the core of my sort of political beliefs it's like everybody is just some guy that's everybody literally regardless of anything everybody is just some guy yeah and while that means that some people get a downgrade so i think that say jeff bezos doesn't deserve to have all the money he has because he's just some guy it means that some people get an upgrade because they don't have anything and as they're just some guy they get access to a house and to universal basic income and to food and to support from the state everybody's just some guy soldiers yeah. are just some guy that's just happened to be wearing a uniform that just happened to be there yeah the fact i understand that some wars need to be fought i just i i it boils my blood to see this this worship of of of, of, of soldiers it really infuriates me yeah it's not it's not the fact it's not the war that people should be celebrating it's the fact that we beat fucking nazis no i mean that's mm. that's mm. that's the the thing that we should be celebrating not you know uh, proud britannia with our flag flying yeah. in a sort of propagandistic way it's the fact that people went over and fought absolutely despicable people that you know emanated some of the some of the points that our own government is emanating do you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like it's like that should be what we're what we're worried about and sort of instead of trying to suppress journalists we should be trying to make sure that shit like the Nazis doesn't ever fucking happen again. Um, number twelve, uh, machismo, which I definitely fucking see. Just this aggressive mm, sort of mm. mas- mas- masculinity that comes with, with um, you know, uh, oh, men need to be strong and we need to, you know, uh, one great Britain, strong Britain. Like you know, it's like that's that's a that's a tale as old as time. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Number 13, uh, notion that the leader incarnates the will of the people, which I haven't seen yet, but there is a sort of... I sort of have, I think, to some degree. I think there's people are overly sympathetic towards Boris. I think that it's sort of... um, He's considered to be more of a man of the people in a strange way of like, oh, he's doing what the people want and he's... We voted for Brexit and he's delivered Brexit, so he's going to keep delivering on these things that we want. Um... Which you know, obviously I don't fall into that camp, but like I have seen that, and it's like um, the irony, of course, is he's not a man of the people. Didn't somebody ask him once, Boris? Do you know how much a loaf of bread is? And he said, No, but I know how much, I know how much a bottle of champagne is. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I mean it's he used he's to, not at all that. He used to when he was at school. He used to go out and burn uh, uh, pound notes in front of homeless people. You know, like he's not a sort of a, a very morally um, reliable human being as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned. And uh, last but not least, 14... I mean, it's it's interesting. 14 years imprisonment and 14 points to recognise fascism. It sort of parallels quite nicely. Uh, 
Yeah. New speak, which, for those of you that don't know, is a sort of um, euphemistic way of of speaking coming from governments, usually used in political uh, mm, pr- mm. propaganda, um, which I think most governments use to sort of, you know, actualize their own ends. You know, so that's not yeah. anything. The one that's frustrating me at the moment is pingdemic. Are you aware of this? No. Yeah, it's um, it's a term which I think it sort of means um, everybody around the country is getting these constant notifications from their COVID nineteen app. That's the so your phone goes ping. You've been exposed to somebody with COVID or whatever. So please isolate. Please wash your hands. Extra wear masks. Do a do a test. That sort of thing. Um, and it's being referred to as as the pingdemic. But of course, that's it's. I think it's. The, the problem I have with it is it sort of trivialises the situation of it still is a pandemic. And if you're getting the ping, it's because you've been exposed to somebody with a life-threatening disease. Yeah. Like, a life-threatening disease whose long-term implications are still not fully understood. People's fucking teeth are falling out. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> Which is so completely random as a symptom. And yet, it's just, oh, yeah, we're using infantile language to just sort of joke about with, um, oh, well, you know, it's coming to an end. It's the pingdemic. <laughs> oh, it's this bloody app. Oh, it's, it's just not working right, is it? Oh, yeah. I haven't been near anybody. Well, maybe you have. It's... Maybe we should exercise an air of extreme caution. Absolutely. It's not, it's, you know, it's taking these things too lightly in service of money and getting mm. the economy open again, you know? Um, it's just. If people just, if the government just cared about actually just keeping people alive, that would be that would be good, you know. That would yeah. be a, a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So those are the fourteen points that you sort of recognise with fascism, and the Conservative Party has definitely, you know, um, resonated Hit with the vast majority. Yeah, of them. quite yeah. a few of them, and now they're talking about censoring journalists and locking mm. them up for fourteen years. This is extremely dangerous um Mm -hmm. and either we try and stop them or we do nothing and it happens anyway so you know do your bit um protest do whatever you know you need to do to try and Mm. make it not happen and even if even if it's even if it's reposting something that you see about it or you know just just try and do something because it's like it just it'll just absolutely destroy any freedom and democracy that that we have in this country because ultimately yeah. that's 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 what people like this do they don't they don't care about you they don't care about me and they don't care about anyone apart mm-hmm. from themselves mm-hmm. and the sooner people realize that the better off we're going to be so mm-hmm. but that's my two cents on it uh <laughs> any final thoughts on it Lewis? Uh, no, no final thoughts on it apart from, oh, bloody hell. Yeah, oh, bloody hell, indeed. Um, you can't protest, it's now illegal if the government says it. Yeah, well, there was that crime bill as well, with um, granting police more powers to sort of break up protest if they deemed them dangerous, which, see, see, vagueness in laws, that's even more dangerous, because mm-hmm. it, it makes them more discretionary. And that's yeah, something completely. that you need to avoid as well. But we've harped on about it for, for a bit too long now. But just keep an eye out for it and do your best to try and combat it. That's all you can do. Um, indeed. indeed.